Take me out the box, yeah. Hey. Take me out the box, yeah. All right, Take we are here. Box, yeah. This is Unboxed. I am technically not the host, but I am, I suppose, all host today. Um, our good friend Robbie Quick has the flu or some bug or something. Um, so you're stuck with me. Um, Sounds good. Good thing is we, we know each other. We do. Um, and by the way, the other person on the mic or on the video is Ryan Douglas, owner of R. Douglas Custom Clothier in Sacramento. Hello, everyone. And um, this is very informal. So this isn't going to be like answer, question and answer, question and answer. I just want to chat. Yeah. Have a little bit of me. a chat and um, see where this thing goes. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's wearing a little bit of a, let's see, pinstripe, thick pinstripe. Um, what would you call this look here? Yeah, so it's a Friday. So this is a uh, linen wool silk blend Yeah. Um, in the material. It's very lightweight. It's half line. So it's it's a great Friday suit because I'm a little bit more casual. Yeah. Uh, it's half lined because the weather just suddenly warmed up there for a day or two. Right. And uh, it's a nice uh, burgundy with... Um, uh, a chalky navy window pane going. Yeah, through. little green. I see a little green in the in the thread there. Sure. Yeah. Like that. Nice little touches. Yep. The buttonhole here, functioning buttonholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Digging the hat too. I've been I've been noticing you wear more hats lately. Is that what's that all about? Yeah. The um the fewer hairs on my head, the more likely <laughs> uh, I wear yeah. a hat. You yeah. Know, especially in the cold uh, today, it's uh, there's the opposite effect. You know, with the sun, right? You yeah. Protect it if you don't have. The I have like the opposite effect. Like I, my hair grows too fast, and this thing gets out of control. But the reason I wear these hats is when I don't have a fade, so all my gray hair starts to show. So I start to age myself because people don't realize how old I am most of the time. Right. Um, I probably got. 10 years on you <laughs> so I, I, I try to i try to hide it with with my hat um but anyways um so we're in Folsom California you're in Sacramento um you're owner of R Douglas can you tell us tell the audience um the four people watching right now right. who R Douglas is what R yeah. Douglas is and then we'll go a little bit into who you are and your story yeah so um, I've always been interested in fashion, um, even as a young child. And so um, there was this idea that um, as I uh, matured and became an adult and uh, attended church that I, I needed to wear suits that um, fit. So my, uh, my apparel uh, had, had changed from, from casual, and I had the need for tailored clothing. Um, but I wanted it to fit properly, and I wanted it styled properly. So um, the idea of custom suits... Um, appealed to me at that time, and uh, I couldn't find suits that fit off the rack. So um, I set about to uh, kind of find a, a solution for my tailored apparel, and realized there wasn't much out there, especially that I could afford as a yeah. you know as a young adult. And so that's kind of when did you try? Did you like go to actual? Oh yeah, it's like kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a 19, 21 yeah. year old guy walking into yeah. uh, you know uh, suit shops is kind of is kind of silly at the time, but. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, of course, the, the price tag hits mm -hmm. you and you're like, oh, okay, I need to leave right now because uh, you know, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. So, um, Or did you think, I, I need to be, I'm in the wrong business? Like, did that ever cross your mind? Not initially, no? no. You were just thinking no. about the actual clothes itself. My need. Yeah. My, my need for clothing. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a business idea uh, at the beginning until, um, until I, you know, encountered some failures with 
custom tailoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, man, there's got to be, a, surely this can be done better. And so then my my attempts to kind of partner with, with somebody um, failed and they, you know, no, this, they, they rejected that, mm-hmm. uh, that attempt. And so I thought, man, maybe I can do something like this on my own. So here we are a number of year, years later, but that's not how it, how it was right. originally intended. Yeah. Right. So we have a mutual friend. Um, big shout out to Aaron Terrazas. I think he, he might've even modeled some of your he was one of my first initial models, clothes. Yeah. Uh, we, we call, we call him, he won't, he won't mind this at all, but we, we used to call him that Aaron. We used to call fat Aaron. Um, around here, right, Spencer? <laughs> um, he's n- now he's super fit, Aaron. But right. yeah. um, I think I saw some of those pictures early on of Aaron rocking the R. Douglas uh, suits. But um, I remember Aaron talking about you um, fr- from back in the day because he, he would refer to you as like Ryan from now and Ryan from back in the day. So what's this this deal about you selling suits out of, your trunk like right. were you selling to like church people at first um church members friends family like how, how'd that thing play yeah out? my initial audience uh when this idea showed up was um my immediate uh friends and, and family that i was uh with and so um, for most of us the only time we needed a suit was um at church mm-hmm. so um so yeah so naturally it became church family members um church friends pastors and things like that and so um, yeah, I would literally just kind of load a few things in a suitcase and visit their office or their home or the back office at the church and just kind of, we'd have fun and talk about, yeah, you know, what, what this could be. Um, so that was the beginnings. Um, a few of my friends coming to my house and hanging out and trying to, you know, uh, talk about what we could And you become. had swatches and the whole thing like you do now, yeah. little booklets. Yeah. Yeah. So you just carry that stuff around with you all the time. I did. So how, how was it back then? Um, did you just like write on a notepad or were you always savvy like with, within a, with the phone or an iPad or like, how did you capture? Yeah. Cause so I know, and I'm going to segue into this in a, in a bit, but I'm, I'm, um, part of some of the stuff we've talked about is you, you have like this really advanced technology at, uh, you know, that really streamlines the process of the, the suit, right. Getting the suit ordered and that sort of thing. But I'm just, Curious how it was back then when you were starting out. Yeah, well, uh, straight out of high school, my um, well, my second job shortly after high school was uh, in IT. I kind of uh, passed some some uh, a series of education that um, allowed me to be in IT and, and so on. So I had uh, an understanding of web development. I had an understanding of hardware and software, and so um, I was inclined to technology. But yeah, initially. When I was going around, I was handwriting forms, yeah. and then that would go into a database that I was starting to build at the time. So, yeah, the technology aspect of this certainly evolved. I knew kind of what technology could do for my business, but mm-hmm. it took me a few years to get it implemented. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, yeah, there was a, a bit more human error, you know, initially in the earlier days of this as I kind of worked through understanding patterns and client needs and fit and, you know, limitations of patterns and body types and things early on. Yeah, we had some mistakes. I think uh, several of my first few clients, we had to um, to do some uh, involved alteration work, right. removing sleeves and recutting yeah. shoulders and things. So. Uh, so yeah, I learned learned a few mistakes right, early right. on. Yeah, let me back up a bit. Um, tell us about um, this is unbox, and so the premise of this show is really to unbox the stories 
to, to go a little bit deeper. Um, you know, there's this unboxing craze on YouTube right now. And, and really what it is is like new products. You know, people unbox products. Let me test this thing out. Let me tell you what, you know, if it's good or my first impression. And it's really about seeing something you've never seen before. So if I was to unbox Ryan, what what would what would I find in that box? Like what what can you tell us about even I mean, first of all, tell us like where are you from? Uh are you married? Like tell us a little bit of your backstory and then um tell us something people might not know about you. Sure. Um so I was born in Michigan, um, uh, which is a long ways from Ooh. here. When I was six years old, my family moved. Are you to... into sports? No. No? No, oh. I'm not. You know, I've had a few um you know, a few periods uh, in my life where I paid attention, but yeah. right now, no. No Wolverine? As a kid, you know, I, yeah. I thought I should like the Wolverines, right? There's yeah. that idea, but no, I don't pay All attention. Right. No. No, there's not, um, yeah, there's not, not my, many ties aside from family to Michigan because yeah. I moved out here at such a young age. Um, but uh, so you ended up uh, moving to California? Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was six when six, we moved yeah. uh, to California, so it was 86, and... Yeah. Um, Yep, uh, moved out here with my family um, straight to uh, Sacramento, and um, as a teen, my family moved uh, in, uh, to Galt, um, which mm-hmm. is south of, of Elk Grove in Sacramento, and so I spent most of my teen years in Galt. Galt. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a disease or something. Every time I, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, I see that yeah, yeah. sign, and I'm just like, it's a weird name. Yeah, we had a good football team. Um we had a good basketball team in high school, the Galt Warriors. Uh, that was kind of the, the pride of, of, uh, of Galt. We have a good flea market, Galt flea market. Mm. Yeah. I think I've been there actually. Yeah. 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 You, sh- yeah. you should visit the Galt flea market for sure. It's an experience. We were in the Guinness book of world records for, um, the largest city without a stoplight for huh. a period of time. Yeah. And then I think my senior year, yeah. they put a they light put and it, everybody it got first, pissed off. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> there went our, you know, yeah, our what, fame. What's this about? Uh, so yeah. So I graduated from Galt high school and then, um, a few years later started in real estate and started buying homes in Sacramento and moved into Sacramento. So, um, I didn't belong in Galt. I, I prefer the city. So That's, yeah. Yep. And you, you're married. I'm married. Yeah. I've been married for nine years and, uh, my wife is from Fresno. So, um, we have a store in Fresno now, yeah. <laughs> so that's part of that re- yeah, part yeah. of the reason why I have a store in Fresno. Right. But uh, but moved her out here, of course, and um, yeah, and then happily happily ever after. Very involved in our church. I'm the director of one of the directors of For What Purpose, um, which is an Easter production that yeah. um, is kind of you know plays every year at Easter time. So very involved in in church activities and things. So that you actually brought up two things that I that I put in my notes here. So one is you mentioned real estate, um, and we want to we always like to sort of tell stories of other entrepreneurs because there's other entrepreneurs watching right or business owners that may look to someone like you and see you know some level of success and say how how did he do it and were there road bump you know were there bumps in the road obviously there was what what's what was it like and you mentioned real estate and we talked about this last time um and you can go as as deep as you want into this but um so you, you had an interesting run with real estate where, um, you were like you said you were buying up properties and then and then what happened after that? 
Yeah. Uh, so with real estate, I was young and um, I saw real estate as, you know, a, you know, a way to reach, um, you know, wealth, basically. Yeah. Um, um, and leveraging, you know, uh, using leverage to make that happen. And um, but I didn't really have an end plan. I had I had a, a initial start, but I didn't know what my exit strategy was. So, yeah, when the uh, when the economy tanked in 2007, 2008, 2009, um, I had seven properties in Florida that I had acquired all within mm. a year's time frame. So um, I wasn't prepared for the exit strategy. So uh, some of those uh, failures and, you know, the scrambling that, you know, uh, happened f- following that um, actually is part responsible for me starting our Douglas, you know. So mm-hmm. um, you learn from your successes, but you really learn from from failures, too. And so um, had I been more successful in real estate or had that crash maybe not happened I, I may not have ever pursued our douglas so it was kind of the our douglas started when i had nothing um and it was this idea that it had kind of lingered in the in the past as something fun to do and i had never taken it serious as a as a career and so it was uh it was you know at that time when i had lost everything that i thought man so i need to either try this or give it up and go a different direction so right so what, what would you say that to someone who's maybe coming off of a <clears throat> a loss like that right do they, do they go after, you know, that thing that they, that's been lingering or that passion they've been wanting to follow? Like what, what's your I opinion say, on that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It worked out great for me. Um, you know, do you, uh, what else do you have to lose at that point? It, right. And that was, that was, yeah, <laughs> that lost was it, it for me. It was, yeah. I have nothing to lose. Now's the best time. Yeah. The economy was at the worst. So if it, my thought was, if I can sell luxury, high, high quality, hand-tailored garments at the in in the worst, the worst of, of economies yeah. then you know when everything recovers and i'll even be in better shape so um yeah and it was the idea of i have nothing to lose i've you know i've kind of lost it all already and so let's start over and go a different direction so, yeah um and yeah. when when did you open the sacramento <clears throat> location because i believe your like location is is like the, the exact spot where you're at it's pretty uh pretty cool area yeah and i think you get a lot of visibility and um, yeah, I, I think I, it was, it's been key for you. I love our location. Um, so what I did is I accumulated a, a clientele and kind of figured out who my target audience yeah. was in those initial, you know, first few years. And so the location, um, at 12th and K street, um, was kind of me knowing who, you know, my, my primary target audience was and kind of knowing the demographic and knowing where th- most, uh, clothing companies locate their locations um, where there's a shopping district. But my thought was a little bit different. I was driving to their offices, um, and I thought, well, rather these guys are busy guys. Rather than make them drive out to the mall or a shopping district, why not I why not just locate where, where they're at? So it was this it was you're contrary. You're at the Capitol, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's, we're, we're at 12th and Case. We're two blocks from the state capitol. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of different to put a, yeah. a suit shop uh, in a – you know, in kind of that political financial district where there's no other really shopping. And these guys can just literally take a break, right? Or on their lunch, come by and yeah, just. Yeah, it's a nice take little a reward. Yeah. Um, you know, they can escape out of there and just walk across the street, come see me, and then head back to their office. Um, yeah. Rather than, you know, jump in a car in 20, 30 minutes, get, get where they need to go. It's, it's harder for them to break away. So it, um, it worked out great here in, in Sacramento. I don't know if that same concept will apply to every location that mm-hmm. we have in, in Fresno we're in a shopping district but that was my my thinking here there was such a high concentration of men wearing 
um, suits in downtown that I thought, you know, maybe I should just locate where they are rather than make them come to me. Right. So. And being, I mean, you mentioned the, the <clears throat> sort of the political environment here in Sacramento. Um, you also outfit celebrities or you have, I know that you've got some people on the Grammys twice where your stuff, um, mm-hmm. what's the band's name? Uh, Royal Taylor. Royal Taylor, and, that's uh, right. It's I think interesting they're on my Spotify list, actually. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Taylor, right? So it was just kind of an interesting yeah, play on that word ironic. that I'm the Taylor for Royal yeah. Taylor. Um, so, yeah, Torrin Wells uh, has gone on to pursue his own his own career, and so Royal Royal Taylor as a band is no longer performing, but mm. um, Torrin Wells has has kind of continued that, and, they've, and the other uh, band but They actually shouted you out on the red carpet, right? They did, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do every time. Um, yeah. they, they love the clothes I've made them, and, you know, they're... They're, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Great, yeah, great and guys. I remember seeing a thing on, I on local news about uh, Obama. Uh, what's that about? What's the connection to yeah. POTUS? So, yeah, we uh, I outfit a neighbor of mine, uh, Christopher Cabalman. He's the oh, mayor he's of, your neighbor. He's the mayor of Westsac. Yeah, he lives <laughs> across the street yeah. from me. But um, uh, and so he's been a client for for a period of time. He's walked on actually two of my runway shows. Yeah, um, I remember. So he's a big supporter of our Douglas and he was wearing a suit to this um, conference, uh, national conference of uh, influential mayors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, you know, at the time President Obama is, is walking through the group, shaking hands and meeting people and uh, all of the policies aside there for a second, he yeah. just had to stop and announce to everyone that his suit was exceptional. And when he's out of office, he wants that suit and, and things like that. So, <laughs> Uh, should so, hold yeah. him to that. Send him a tweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it may happen. It reminds me of that that Key and Peele skit, the Obama one. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Where where he's shaking hands? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. because he's he's a ethnic right mayor. Okay, I have seen that video. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he's like shaking hands. Hello, <laughs> nice to see you. And yeah. Then, what's and then, up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. Right. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, so switch a little bit into the technology we talked sure. about. Um, so you had an, a background in IT, and this, I think this is super interesting um, because you're, you're custom clothing, you're now your business owner, but you were able to leverage your IT experience. And I think you even have finance, like a finance background, right, as well? I was or pursuing s- a degree in business finance, yeah. Right. I didn't complete the degree, but yeah. But now you've got sort of these, I, I call them, you know, they could be kind of like secret weapons a little yeah. bit. Cause yeah, little nuggets. Little yeah. nuggets, yeah. But the technology piece, you actually helped or you actually developed, right, a custom tool uh, to sort of streamline the, the way you guys are doing Right, your ordering process there. Yeah, and every year we we improve it, but it was this idea that you know we could minim. The goal is to minimize human error, yeah. and um, and because there's over 300 details with every suit that I make, so there's a, a lot of opportunities to make a mistake. Um, so uh, drop down field, so all of this customization of of the app that helps us minimize our error, um, and so that has been developing ever since um, I started our Douglas, and you know, uh, in in 2000. Uh, three. Um, and so every year we, you know, we continue to develop our database and we're considering licensing the product out mm. for, um, to other, yeah. other clothiers who have need of this. That's smart. Yeah. So, I would definitely do that. Yeah. So, so I, I got a suit about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. So if I just said, Ryan, I, w- I want a blue suit, would, would it, this technology allow me to just pick out 
you know, the details of it, but you not have to like remeasure me, assuming right. that I didn't, my body didn't change right. in that time frame. Yeah, all of your body measurements, all of the finished garment dimensions, everything, all of the styling details, your buttons, your lining, your pockets, everything you've selected at any point uh, working with our Douglas is on file. We have access to it and we can, yeah. we can review it. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of our clients work via email and phone and just, Hey, you know what I need? Make me a blue suit. Like, you, you know, like the last one you picked the lining and, you know, they rely on us for styling, um, expertise. So a lot of the time they'll just give us freedom to, to mm -hmm. choose the styling and the trim details that make sense for them. So our database really helps us, um, even, you know, with the, uh, the transition of, uh, new staff and things, um, Referencing that database gives you all the answers to that client's yeah. needs and, and um, their specifics. And as a client, like technology should really be invisible. Like that's kind of the philosophy even around here is that if it's invisible, it's doing its job. If it's sort of out of the way. So with that said, that's more of a back end detail. What is it that these clients are coming back to our Douglas time and time again for that maybe they're not getting from somewhere else or why are they bought into this? I call it a brand because it's, it's, our Douglas is a brand. Yeah. So what what is it that they're coming? Yeah, I mean, more than just the product, it's the service, it's the experience. Yeah. So when you step into our Douglas, you're not confronted with walls of racks of suits hanging up. Um, there's actually no suits hanging up. We have there's blue men. The, the, we have the blue <laughs> men group yeah. in the front window. That's the only uh, you know those are the only mannequins or you know display of the suits aside from what I we think your blue wearing. guys, maybe one or maybe the three, they should have an Instagram account. Yeah, you know, yeah. They <laughs> call they're, them something, something funny. They do have names: Roger, Franklin, and Donald. Yeah. Wow. So, and their clothing, you know, says it on the inside of their jacket. So that's if you pretty walk cool. In there I didn't know you, that. You open up their jacket. It's yeah. it says Donald. Does your Fresno mannequin. store have blue men? They do. They do. Do yeah. those guys have names? They um. They got the hand-me-downs right now. Mm. So they got the Sacramento hand-me-downs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Phil, Frank, and Fred, or whatever Phil, their Frank names become. Um, yeah, they get to wear Donald, Roger, and Franklin's clothes for a little while. So, uh, you know, they'll graduate yeah. and get their own names and get their own clothes at some point. But, uh, right. but yeah, it kind of, Blue Man Group is only three guys. So the more stores we have, now we have six, then we have nine, then we have 12. Yeah. Are they technically Blue Men at that point, or are they just the same three mannequins just duplicated? Yeah, I haven't figured that out. That's a tough one, man. So, uh have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to see. And in, in Fresno right now, we actually have an extra from a recent trade show or event that we went to. So there's four mannequins. So I don't really know how to explain that yet. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll have to put them away to avoid the confusion. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're blue. Like, the, oh, they're, 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 they're the they're, same color yeah. as the blue man. They are <laughs> yeah. as blue as blue gets. Yeah. But they're actually cool because they, in, in some weird way, like it makes the colors in the suit like stand out, yeah. like contrast. Yeah, like the minor details. So, like I, I pointed out the green in your stitch, or you might have some shade, you know, something in the suit that just like really comes out because you're looking at a blue face or <laughs> a yeah. blue head. Yeah, I actually thought about the color of the mannequins. I didn't want to do the traditional white, and there was the idea of black, but then you get brown suits put on them or different colors, and that didn't quite work. So, this blue that we use is actually it's got enough you know energy and, and momentum on its own that you know if you put a dark suit or a light suit it, it just kind of still still yeah. still works good but yeah they're part of the uh the landscape of yeah the, uh, and part store. of the whole experience the experience right? yeah when you step in there there's style bars there's what we call style libraries it's the wall of shelving with mm -hmm. books everywhere that kind of just showcases 
the different trims and light. But um, working with us as stylists, they, they get to know us. We're their friends. They're our friends. And um, it's just kind of a nice retreat, a nice escape, and they know that everything's going to be taken care of. For the guys that are very detail-oriented, they know we can get to that level of detail and no one else can. For the guys mm-hmm. that really don't have their own direction as to what they should do, they like relying on us, and they know that we'll, we'll kind of guide them in the right direction. Um, and at the end of it all, they don't really have to hassle all that much. They don't have to worry about it. They know the fit's going to be great. They know the styling's going to be good, and they know we're going to take really good care of them. So um, I think that's, you know, that's uh, a big reason why R. Douglas is, is, is becoming successful is because the guys in the store, we as stylists are truly care about this stuff. They know we're passionate about it. They see that energy. They see the excitement, the enthusiasm, and they know we're current. They know we're relevant, and they know, you know, we're going to deliver the best product. So when you went to Fresno, how did you ensure that that experience would carry through to another location? Yeah, well, um, my manager there in Fresno has been on the team for a number of years. He's uh, on the technology side, so he's the one that has initially I set up the database, but he's the one that has helped me to take it to the next level and work through a lot of the technology. So he's transitioned to more of a management role. So he knows he's functioned as a stylist. He's functioned as the back-end database guy. So uh, he knows what the R. Douglas brand is. He know, he's helped me with website design and things like that. So um, he's allowed me to kind of make sure that R. Douglas here becomes R. Douglas there. But yeah, in the first six months of the store being open, I pretty much lived there. Um, and my wife's family being there made that a little bit yeah. easier for me. Um, and so, um, yeah, and uh, we still keep an eye on We have weekly team meetings to make sure things are operating there. But, yeah, that first six, eight months um, was critical in making sure that it would function and kind of work uh, the same way that Sacramento had, that we could duplicate that. Right, because here in Sacramento, I mean, we talk about experience, and, and word of mouth is obviously a big driver of successful businesses when, you know, when clientele feel that emotion of, you know, you know, we, we, what's your tagline now about becoming a gentleman? Yeah, um, handmade for the self-made. Handmade for the yeah. self-made. And getting that feeling and wanting to share that with others, I think is something that people do naturally when they, they you know, when they can connect with the brand. So how did, how did how's that working out in Fresno? Or are you seeing that same sort of um, word of mouth? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Fresno, you know, it's... Um, it's a bigger city. Fresno, Fresno metro area is actually bigger than Sacramento metro. Is it really? Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I was there, I just remember the. Um, we went to visit a client, and we, well, Nathan, my partner, got stranded there. First of all, his car blew up, and then I just remember the Sizzler. <laughs> like, okay. I, I must have not gone very far because that, that's the. Yeah, only I don't one. even know where Sizzler's at. <laughs> I've never been to the Sizzler in Fresno. So the uh, metro is yeah, actually it is, bigger. It's bigger than Sacramento wow. metro, but. Um, Fresno is small, small town, you know, yeah. it's the idea that, you know, everyone knows each other or grew mm-hmm. up together and things like that. So yeah, word of mouth has been huge in Fresno as well. And something as unique as our Douglas, you know, being in Fresno, I think, uh, the guys get excited about it. Um, cause you know, when I tell my clients in Sacramento that I opened a store in Fresno, everyone says, why Fresno? Yeah, That's yeah. the, you know, those are the two words I hear, you know, more often than, than anything else. Why Fresno? So, um, it's not that's a like, service that's that you like expect. Why Folsom? <laughs> when I told yeah. people we moved here, the prison? Why? <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't, it's different than you think. Right, you yeah. Know? And that's that's really it. Yeah, Fresno's been um, a great success. We're uh, at this point uh, of this podcast, we're a year and a half in, and um, it's been it's been doing great. So Cool. So we're going to mix it up a little bit here. 
um, in past episodes, we've had little boxes. Yeah. And we've opened them and they've had something random inside. And we don't have that today. So yeah. we're going to just imagine that we yeah. have a box. I'm going to rip it open. And actually, you know what? What's in your pocket right now? How, my... how did you get here? Uh, I have a, a key. A key. But it's not in my pocket. It's not in your pocket. The what reason it's key? not in my pocket is because okay. it's sitting over there on so the table. It's a Tesla key. Yes. Tell me, w tell me about Tesla because yeah. you have two of them, right? <laughs> I, I do. Um, so, so that's the, you know, that could be an unboxed situation. Right? Yeah. I, I'm a huge Tesla and Elon Musk fan. And anyone yeah. that knows me knows that I am a huge You have Elon to like Musk make fan. him a suit and just send it to him. I do. It doesn't even matter if it fits, right? No, just, you just, just make, just put I his mean, name on the inside. Yes, put his name on yeah, it. Elon. Put SpaceX on the, on the <laughs> neck. You know what I mean? Something or the boring company, whatever he's into, right? Just to get him excited about it. Yeah, he's um, he's kind of my my hero, right? Yeah. So um, so yeah, love Tesla, love what they're doing. Um, love my my two cars. They're they're great. Um, what was that experience like getting those cars? You know, it was um, it was it was exciting. My first Tesla, I went to the Fremont factory, you know, and um, brought my dad and my mom. They being from Michigan, they worked in General mm. General Motors, so they, they were really? yeah in the assembly line That's and all cool. that manufacturing cars. So Dad was, had having been separated for from you know from it for twenty five thirty years, was just in awe at the technology and all that. So they gave us a as a Model X owner, they gave you a one hour tour of the factory and oh, drove you around. Man, that's and, sweet. So it was like being a, in Disneyland, getting a yeah. getting a tour, and Dad was just like whoa. So it was it was. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's reason why they do it, right? Now yeah. I'm I'm bought into the brand, right? Because yeah. they they did that for me. Um, I didn't get that same tour when I bought the Model Three. It was just did you go like, to a showroom before to like look yeah. at it? Yeah. So the buying, what's interesting, and I feel a connection to Tesla because there's certain experience, absolutely, uh, you know, aspects that are similar between you know it's a it's a modern brand, just like we're a modern brand. But you walk into a and they're a in a place where you wouldn't expect them to be. They're in a place right? where you wouldn't expect them to be. You walk in. And yeah, there's a there's like one model car in mm -hmm. there, but you're not walking onto a car lot to buy cars. You know, it's different. Um, you actually customize it yeah. on using technology, yeah. using a computer, just like you design a suit with our Douglas. So yeah. um, I thought that was kind of cool that you know it's built out in about the same amount of time. It takes us you know up to six weeks. It takes kind of six weeks to build out your car, unless there's a wait list. Yeah, but, but then you got to wait a year for it, right? Well, if you reserve a new model, but you can go in there right now and get an X or, a, oh, or an yeah. S and it mm -hmm. takes, you know, just a few weeks um, and you get an update, you know, that your, your car is ready and to pick it up. So, um, yeah, there were some connections there and then the whole technology thing yeah. and the electric being new and fresh and something different. Um, yeah, immediate connection. And then it's it's a thrill driving it because it's just... And you make it to Fresno in a, in a charge? I do, yeah. That was important, you know, yeah. especially in those first eight months that I had the Fresno store. That's when I got my, my Model X. So, yeah, there's a supercharger right off the freeway as I as I approach my store. So it's it's perfect. Nice. Yeah. Tesla has worked out great for me so far. I've got a third one on reserve. Oh, geez, which one? It's the, uh, the Roadster? Roadster. Yeah. yeah. Got to wait a little while What are you going to do with that. all these cars? You have... Have I have a two-car garage? garage, so it's already presenting an issue. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have to take my my favorite two, I guess, and yeah, get rid of so. the other one. So. But what what's that one looking like production-wise? The new Roadster. Uh, we're I think they Year say out? two and a half to three years, so Ooh. it'll probably be that. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be the, the, that's a super fast one, right? 
super fast. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be Is that the, the little red one they, they, they busted out when they yeah, announced the, the semi the trucks. Surprise. Yeah. That rolled out of the back of that semi. Um, they haven't said the top speed yet, but it'll be faster than 250 miles per hour. Um, it'll be zero to 60. It'll be the fastest production car in 1.9 seconds. You'll have a 600 and something mile battery, which is just insane. That's crazy. Trunk space and you know, all the other bells and whistles, yeah. um, and all the technology. So yeah, that's, um, sweet. Yeah. That's something exciting. I'm looking forward to. Cool. So what's, what is the next 10 years look like for Ryan Douglas? That's actually your middle name, right? Douglas, Douglas is my middle name. Yeah. yeah. So a lot uh, of my clients uh, don't know that. They just yeah. think my last name's Douglas, and I just go with it yeah. most of the time. It's cleaner. Um, it is. <laughs> and that's why I didn't choose yeah. R. Hammonds for, for my brand. It was just a little harder to say. It just yeah. didn't have as smooth of a, um, uh, you know, didn't roll off the tongue as nice. So It reminds me of an organ, too. Yeah, the Hammond organ. Yeah. yeah. We're bit. both musicians, so. Yeah. yeah it's another unbox yeah. part two. I'm a drummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it, the, the next 10 years, uh, my goal is to develop, um, four or five stores throughout California, mm -hmm. um, and then to franchise the model. Mm. So, um, under I feel the R Douglas mm -hmm. brand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, um, that once we work through and make sure our technology is solid, our training procedures are, you know, the R Douglas system. I think once we can duplicate that three or four times mm -hmm. and, and, and prove it, then I think it's, it's a franchisable model for sure. And that's our way to really reach, you know, uh, East coast, uh, West, you know, North, South and in the U S is, is to do a franchise model. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't grow it that fast with, mm -hmm. with our own capital. So, um, but yeah, I, I hope that our Douglas becomes, uh, you know, a, nationally recognized brand that's kind of my goal here but we'll start with california first because yeah. that's what i'm more familiar with where i'm positioned in in the state capital uh, this the city uh the capital city of california so it allows me to interact with um members uh in the assembly and the senate um governor's office um and so getting insight to the different cities throughout california and uh we, we visit la and san diego regularly and have developed a clientele so Somewhere in the south will be our next our next location, and then we'll just kind of build out a few stores and um, kind of see see what the next steps are. But that is my tentative plan. So we'll see. Cool. We'll see what happens. So is the so you're pretty young. So would the 50 year plan then be our Douglas and Mars? <laughs> it, it could be, you know, <laughs> um, especially if Elon lets me make him a suit. You know, right. maybe we can continue that conversation. Yeah. Maybe I can be the first clothier on Mars. There you go. So um, he'll have cool. to get me up there first. But yeah. Well, they have to make sure the rocket doesn't blow up and it can actually get there right. first. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that journey is like. It's, it's like nine months or 10 months or something insane. Yeah. And yeah. I tease my family all the time. I think his rocket's supposed to... I could have misquoted it. It's supposed to be... It's long. It's like like 10 months or something. But The travel time? Yeah. Oh. Like one way. And wow. one w one way, I don't know which one it is. It's supposed to be longer than the other, but I assume if you're going, you're not coming back. That that's what I assume. But I don't know. So I tease my you family may, all. Of yeah, you may not have a choice. <laughs> I think these are one way trips. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and I I tease my family all the time. I'm like, if I'm seventy or eighty, and they've like worked out the kinks, like I might go like die there. 
and and it pisses them off because they're like how dare you <laughs> you know <laughs> leave us behind i'm like you would have had like some really great years with me i'm i'm all i'm talking about is like the end of my life you know right. to to live on forever because you would literally literally be in the history books you know forever so who knows you might have the kinks worked out yeah my my actual dream is since we're talking about Elon is you know the roadster that's up in space just cruising right yeah just that's like around. the most insane thing ever like if if I own because my dream car is the the the, the, DeLorean, the DeLorean right yeah Obviously. we all know you're a Back to the Future yeah now imagine fan. this if if I own that company let's say I don't know in thirty years and I try to like you know revamp it to be a modern you know kind of like what Elon has done with Tesla but with an old brand. I said, I wouldn't even spend a single dollar in marketing. I would literally pay Elon Musk any amount of money to just send the car up <laughs> in orbit, but trick it out like the, 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 the time machine, right? right? With the wheels flip. How's that for marketing? That, yeah. Right? I think you're onto something there. I so, think there's definitely a connection between Back to the Future and Elon Musk. There's got to be. Mean, yeah, he's, he's the future right there. Definitely. Yeah. Anyways, it's been good chatting yep. with you, man. Enjoyed it. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for your time. Um, yeah. It's been good getting to know you over the last several years. I, I, I love watching what you're doing. Um, you inspire a lot of us, a lot of us entrepreneurs, to keep grinding and to keep hustling no matter what. Um, thanks for sharing those yeah. you know, personal stuff with us. Sure. Um, again, this is unboxed. I don't know where we're going to take it, but... We just want to talk to cool people and tell their stories and maybe someone will hear it and get inspired by it. So yeah, I appreciate it and stay tuned for the next episode. Subscribe, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that fun stuff. And make sure and go check out Ryan at uh, rdouglas.net. Is that right? And you're on uh, all social media, rdouglas custom. Douglas customs, our Instagram. Yeah. And and I'm sure he's got pictures of Teslas there too, videos. Yeah, yeah you'll see. So in our, yeah, I put an interested, logo on my Tesla. Follow yeah. him, hit him up. We're out. Peace. Thanks, Thanks guys. Ryan. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff.